because I would play all day, and it mm. was really annoying, you know. Even if if we had a, a separate place for the piano, but still, and also because I, I, I was all day. If I could, I would do that, especially when I was ten. I remember exactly that age. That uh, it was sort of discoveries of many musical genres and styles and things that I said, oh, this is a complete whole universe that I can explore. So I, I would listen to albums all day and, and try to play what I heard. Um, so at, at some point, my mother said, oh, that, that's great, but you're going to go to the club, to exercise, swimming pool, you're going to do other things. You're not, it's not no. all music. Today I'm talking to Fernanda Otero, the Grammy Award-winning pianist, vocalist, and composer. So great to meet you here on Zoom, Fernanda. Yeah, very nice thank meeting you. you too. Thank you so much for the time. And yeah, because it's early morning for you now. Uh, well, I actually, I, I get up early. So um, early, I mean 5.30. Really? Oh, okay. Yes. Do you, have, got, do you have a morning routine? Exactly, I do. Which is basically breathing exercises, meditation, and yoga, asana, asanas, the postures. Mm. That's how I start the day. And, and also with a little exercise. Mm. Yeah, because for, for the piano and for because you are very physical, I see behind the piano. It's uh, your energy is amazing. But uh, this is something we don't always realize: is that you, as musicians, you also have to look after your bodies. You know, it's a very physical, physical things that you do. Absolutely, yes. I get to learn that. Well, for any activity in in the world, uh, I need. Uh, to be in physical shape. Um, and I think that for most humans work very well to be to, to be connected with our physical side, you know, with exercise, with, uh, you know, the purpose is, is not only physical, I think is for the mind as well. Yeah. And do you find yoga helps, uh, helps you for that or is helpful? It's very helpful, and and it's not only about the exercise, the physical exercise. It's also about the the method, you know. And it's uh, the meditation. It's an, an excellent tool for me, and and all the philosophy that is involved around, you know, they, they, it's something that enriches my life every day. But how so much yoga time? not only as no, sorry, carry yeah, on. It's also, no, it, sorry, that, but there's a delay. I'm sorry if I interrupt <laughs> you sometimes. No. And it, it's also about peace of mind as, an, as a tool, not as a, as a goal, as a tool to achieve peace of mind in order to mm, do things much better. Because also you have a lot of... Uh, Stress. Well, stress. I say stress, not in a in a uh, you know a way of you have to do ex uh, you know practice a lot and uh, the music. Uh, you know you have to put in a lot of time. So this 
side of just does it help you switch off from from what you know other things that you are doing i see uh in my case i, I believe it's not uh, about switching off but um leaving the experience of doing let's say for example practicing studying um deepening the practice as well, or learning something new every day, which I believe is essential uh, to be in shape and to, to keep myself alive. Mm -hmm. And it's not about distracting that part and let's say trying to, to live a parallel life, you know, where I have to switch between oh, yeah. two sides. It, mm -hmm. It's more like having a whole thing, um, where everything is integrated uh, in harmony. Mm. Oh, so it's beautiful. not one thing or the other. It's everything yeah. all together, but mm. trying, trying to live it in a peaceful way. Mm. That's Isn't beautiful. Yeah, that's beautiful. But now, Fernando, uh, you, you've, uh, you've got also a fascinating story because your mom's uh, uh, was a a very famous singer and she taught you to sing first before you yes. played the piano yes that that's how i started uh, with my voice and my sister as well you know we we were we didn't have an official training at the beginning it was more about the babysitter what what we had the, the, oh, okay. the babysitting, babysitting well teaching us how to sing and piano lessons as well, guitar too. Uh, so th those, the toys for me were the piano and the guitar. And singing was part of everyday life in in my place where I, I was born and where I, I had my mother and my grandmother singing all day. So they were both professional singers. Uh, so they but they would sing every day all all day all the time. Uh, so it, it was something like the, our daily life involved the use of our voices for singing. But what a beautiful family that must have been! Or you know, growing up with all the music, and were were you uh, also because you played the piano and you say the guitar and I think you played the accordion accordion as well uh what I read is that true yes uh I also play the bass the electric okay. bass not the mm -hmm. upright electric bass uh, which is an instrument that I really learned to play when I was 13 and um of course I didn't have a bass player in my first group mm -hmm. uh, which is a very common situation you know when you, you are, you're 13 14 there's no bass players around i don't know why but in, oh, okay. in, gen in general happens that no one wants to play the bass it's like oh. it, it, a football team and soccer let's say in america uh being the goalkeeper it's something yeah. that it's a role that no one wants to to have you know oh, okay <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's if it's a it's a fact, but it, it's my experience that mm -hmm. and many friends of mine have had the same experience that it was hard to find a bass player, especially when you're mm -hmm. 13, 14, everyone wants to play the guitar or drums, basically. Those mm -hmm. are the two 
instrument. Uh, and, and I had a friend who was older than me. And he was a much better pianist and keyboardist than what I could do. So I switched to bass and I had a chance to play my compositions and had a bass player and I, I, I took the bass. So that's how I started with that instrument. And I, for many, for many years, I was not playing it with life. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, and also because of the music I was writing, uh, it didn't really involve bass. I mean, oh, okay. electric bass. Yeah. Um, but I, I was always mainly a, a pianist when it comes to playing instruments. Mm-hmm. And the music you wrote, was that for the piano? Um, you mean when, when I was 13, 14? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was for uh, for a group, like more standard okay. group, like guitar, bass, drums, keyboards, and flute. That was the oh, first. Okay. Mm. And, and I would write the thing that I write today, so I'm repeating myself for decades now. Oh, really? But, um, but when did you start really focusing on the piano? Um, uh, never, because I, I started oh, okay. yeah. because I started playing when I was five. Yeah. So I, I didn't really have the chance of thinking about the focus uh, or not. It was something that I would do, you know, on a daily basis, and it was something that it was part of my life um, without thinking too much, without making a decision or okay. or having a crisis. What I'm going to do with my life? It's something that never happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I have uh, many, many other types of crises. Okay. Uh, you know, every, every fifteen minutes, I have one. Oh, okay. You know, uh, or every half an hour, I have a crisis about something. But that particular crisis is something I, I never had to overcome okay. uh, because it was tacit. It was what I I do. I mm-hmm. sing. I play the piano. I write music. And I never thought about, you know, when I grow up, I want to be a fireman. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I always knew that I was a musician. Um, and I don't know why. It's not something that I think it's great or not. It just what happened. But now playing all these different instruments, do you think this made you play the piano differently? You know, that it, that it was not just the piano that you you had to think about. So uh, is there a way that you think these instruments all, uh, is, it's part of who you are now, of how you make music now? Definitely. Uh, you're right. I never thought about that in that sense. And, and it, it's true. It really modified my way of seeing the piano, the perspective I have. And, and also the reason why I started playing other instruments besides the piano, when I was a kid, it happened already when I was 10, um, it was that I wanted to play in the bathroom in the house. Oh, okay. The bathroom sounds fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, and I wanted to play in the bathroom. Uh, I remember the acoustics in the bathroom. Uh, so I wanted to play 
especially when I was not allowed to play the piano. Because I was not, a, as a kid, I was not allowed to play the piano all day. Because oh, okay. I would do that. Mm-hmm. I would do that if allowed. But mm-hmm. my mother and my grandmother said, okay, encourage me to play the piano. And they say, oh, why don't you play the piano? Oh, it's great if you play, if, if great if you play this piece, this other piece. And at some point they, they started encouraging me not to play so much, to say, could you stop? Uh, because I would play all day and it mm-hmm. was really annoying, you know? Even if, if we had a, a separate place for the piano, but still. And also because I, I, I was, all day if i could i would do that especially when i was 10 i remember exactly that age that uh, it was sort of discoveries of many musical genres and styles and things that i said oh this is a complete whole universe that i can explore so i I would listen to albums all day and and try to play what i heard um, so at, at some point, my mother said, oh, that, that's great, but you're going to go to the club, to exercise, mm-hmm. swimming pool, you're going to do other things. You're not, it's not no. only music. Uh, but it's so the, that, sorry, this is so, because usually parents have to tell children to go and practice, but they had to tell you to just do something else. <laughs> yes, to stop. <laughs> uh, to solve, and as you say, to see other things in life that were happening. And I had a social life, of course. I went to school. I, I had friends. Uh, mm-hmm. I would play soccer for fun. And yeah. still I found music as the most important activity I could do. I remember being at school and thinking, oh, I'm looking forward to to get home and to listen to this new album that I heard. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I also have uh, friends who would be, say, in the, in this, living the same kind of life, you know, with obsession with music. And yes, they would bring albums to school, you know. Mm -hmm. So what were the music that you listened to, the the albums that, that you enjoyed listening to? It was actually a very broad range of uh, of music styles. Uh, and I had friends, I remember I had my classical music friend that mm. he would not get, get along too well with guys who would listen to rock, let's say, or jazz. Oh, okay. yeah. Jazz was uh, kind of the middle ground. Mm. Yeah. But when I was 10, I, I had no friends interested in jazz, but in classical, I had, and rock. And also, we all had our, in my case, I have older sisters, and they would listen to music, music that I had no idea it exists, because they, they were actually many years older than me. Okay. So they also had friends who were older than them mm-hmm. and boyfriends. So there was a age uh, gap, mm-hmm. very, very large, let's say they would have, uh, they would be in their 20s or 25 mm-hmm. when I was 10. Oh, okay. So, oh, yeah. So it's a big gap. 
Mm. Yes. So they, they would listen to music that it was already in the past, like, mm. for example, prog rock, progressive rock. Mm. And it was completely old fashioned when I was a kid. It was already, you know, part of the musical past for everyone. But for me, it was a great universe and I would be happy, you know, transcribing stuff and playing along with the, mm. with the albums. And then I got a drum set, uh, just not, not to become a drummer, but I wanted to make noise, let's say. And okay. I was, it's exciting, you know, to play drums. And I w wanted to play drums when I was also 11 or something like that. And my mother would say yes to absolutely any request from me. So I was really? kind of, yeah, I was really spoiled. <laughs> and I would say, Mom, I, I, I want to have a drum set. I want to explore the drums. And okay, she would get a drum set for me. And, and then I got everyone crazy. Uh, <laughs> I can imagine, yeah. Yeah, so they, they found the, well, they made the adjustments in the house also mm -hmm. to play drums, but uh, it was very hard for them still because mm -hmm. it could be hard no matter what. Yeah, but uh, but amazing that you have this, but you have that you had this interest in all the instruments, you know, because this must have also taken a lot of time to do to practice all these instruments. Yes, uh, uh, of course. When it when it comes to say, for example, the drums, and I took some lessons as well, but I was not intending to become a drummer. I just yeah. wanted to play just for fun, mm -hmm. and, and in general. Everything was always just for fun. Oh, okay. It became the center of my life anyway. Mm. But now you also, uh, you're also a Grammy Award winner. Yes. Yeah, and, but that was for a classical album that you did. Yes, the, the mm. first one was a classical album. And it's, uh, it has pieces for chamber orchestra, violin and piano duos, and some other stuff. There. Mm. Like, a, let's say, medium-sized orchestras. But now, um, you well, this was now your classical album, but I see you play a lot of different, or it's almost as if you have a mixture of genres when, that you play. Yeah, that started happening lately, mm. much more, especially... Well, and also the pandemic was a the, was a starting point for that because I started collaborating with musicians all around the world in mm -hmm. uh, different music styles, and in many cases uh, I have friends that I, I would never play with because mm -hmm. they, for example, or, or a pop singer. For example, I have a very good friend of mine for many many years uh she's a singer from south africa she's british mm -hmm. and we have been friends and well not with, with abigail is especially but let's say in uh in general with some people yeah. that we are we were friends and we wanted to do something together and they would never play classical or, or sing classical music or jazz or other things they said, Let's make music together. 
so what can we do together? Well, let's do a song. It's uh, more like a pop song. Well, it is kind of. And at some point, I, I always find the crossover in everything that I do. Mm -hmm. uh, even if I try to escape from my patterns, uh, ultimately it happens that I end up doing something kind of, let's say, the, an intersection between genres. Yeah. And, and before the pandemic also, it was the same thing, you know, that we started talking with friends and saying, yeah, we should make music together. We have to do something together. And But I'm not going to play your classical stuff, they would say. Yeah. So let's find something else. So, um, and and that's why maybe it's, uh, I don't know if it's confusing when it comes to define what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, it yeah. started, mm -hmm. or, or maybe for you. No, 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 not at all. Because I find it so beautiful that you do that. I see. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm still digesting that phenomena of being you know involved with people in but but you know i got the encouragement when mm -hmm. i was a kid yeah. my mother said that i was a kid when i was 35 anyway uh but oh, okay <laughs> uh, let's say at 14 15 i had a teacher uh, Italian teacher in Buenos Aires. When Buenos mm -hmm. Aires is seventy five percent Italian, Argentina is seventy five percent Italian immigration, mm -hmm. and so it's a, basically a, an Italian country. Okay, and very, very strange in, in mixes of Euro, It's all European immigration. Mm -hmm. There's no native population there, so it's uh, Russians, of, of course, okay. and Jews. Jewish people from Eastern Europe, that's basically the immigration. Hmm. So, and that's why maybe the tango and some other genres hmm. and the German instruments like the Bandon Neon, you know, became, became kind of the national, national instrument, hmm. let's say, uh, because the, and the, the tango sound, it's the Bandon Neon. Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it, because it's all compound by immigrants. Mm. Uh, oh, that's that, interesting. That, yeah. Mm. yeah, I'm. For example, I have a French background, also Spanish. One one of my four grandfathers and grandparents oh, are. Okay. Mm. They are. Well, well, it's hard to find something where let's say more than three generations. Let's mm. say in Argentine people, you know, more than oh, three okay. generations. Oh. It's really hard to find. That's mm -hmm. almost. They're nowhere. It's hard to find. Really? So, mm -hmm. Yeah, we all have in general. Our mm -hmm. grandparents are Europeans in general. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that that's how the, the population in that country was built. It, it, it happened that way. Yeah. It's. Um, I had an Italian teacher, and but, but that's very was very common, especially in the eighties mm -hmm. uh, when I was a kid. So I, I remember at some point he would quote many different, let's say, well, composers and performers. And I remember talking about Frank Zappa. 
And for example, as an example of crossover, or crossover styles, and Herbie Hancock was mm -hmm. one of them. I remember when we heard Rocket, which is a very techno breakdance music. And mm -hmm. I said, no, no way, this is Herbie Hancock. He said, who's this? Oh, Herbie Hancock. And we, he played music, not, not this guy, but some other guy. He played, mm -hmm. And I said, wow, this is unbelievable. I, I thought he was only a jazz pianist, or he would play classical sometimes. You know, I remember mm. him playing the Mozart concerto with Chick Corea as a duo, but they were playing the same, mm. the same concert, but in two pianos. And, and I said, well, this is Herbie Hancock. And yes, and it was techno music, like a very, very the machines sound, generated music. With synths, synths and and vocal, there are these wow, yeah, yeah, wow, the voices like singing oh, yeah. like robots. And I said, wow. And then we, I remember having conversations about being expanding our horizon mm. and being able to share experiences with other people and also reinventing ourselves. Mm. And then I got to see an interview. Uh, before the YouTube era, I got to see an interview. Uh, Harry Hancock was playing. That was MTV. And he was saying that, well, I, I need to do something different. And after all, it, it's me. I'm playing keyboards, but I'm, I'm making music. It's a new music I feel that I want to play now. And many years after that, he recorded this, uh, an album which was collaborations with many singers, ranging from Sting to Christina Aguilera and, and well, a lot of people, great, yeah. great musicians. And it's, uh, it's all, each song is in a very complete different style than the other. So you say, and this is Harvey Hancock. Yes, it is. It's his album. And he's playing piano, but with all these pop singers. Yeah, amazing. Yes, so I I felt, yes, uh, that was encouraging. I remember that, it, that we don't really need to stick to one style and be there forever. Yeah. Mm. And I think the fight, the inner fight, for all artists is trying to to be someone else. Oh, yeah. I heard that, uh, from, I remember Paul McCartney saying that in an interview. And of course I, I'm a Beatles fan. I'm saying of course, because it, uh, but well, as if it was implied, but it, well, it happened. Mm. And, and I remember an interview when, where he would say that he was intending to be someone else. And that's how he created the Sgt. Pepper album. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, pretending that there was someone else because they were tired mm -hmm. of being themse themselves. Mm -hmm. The Beatles, as they were known as the Beatles, and they were, well, the biggest act in the world. Yeah. You cannot imagine that they can feel that way. Yeah. 
And and maybe the um, the challenge for the artist could be trying to be someone else every day, mm. uh, which means uh, going further our limits, our own known limits, mm. and and that's a challenge. Yeah, but isn't it um, also? I think the fact that you expanded your um, or, or that, that you're sort of thinking outside the norm of of what you always did, uh, that that brings in itself, you know, this um, or this freedom that you that you have to explore all these different things, uh, that that brings something. All these different elements then bring makes you then this uh, this artist that you are now. Yes, uh, I think that the accumulation of experiences. Um, yeah. Well, my, my impression is that in, in any aspect of my life, and and for the human mind, I think is how, how it works, that it's uh, the sum of experiences that, mm. well, I, I'm this guy today here right now sitting, talking in front of you because of the, my past. Yeah. And, Definitely, I, I agree with that, with uh, the idea, and I, and I think it applies for all the aspects in my life, including music. And when I say, I hear many times, "Oh, you have to be yourself. You have to be yourself," and then I was thinking, um, "I'm tired of being myself. Oh. I want to be, <laughs> you know, I yeah." I see myself every day in the mirror, in the bathroom, and I be, believe me that in, I went, to, to, I took a shower today very early in the morning, and in the bathroom there's a mirror, and in the mirror, you know, I saw myself. Mm. It was me. <laughs> yeah. so, that guy is following me everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> so... If I want to be myself, well, it's interesting. Yes, be yourself. Yeah. No, I'm trying to be someone else, and that's why I'm making music uh, to get to that point. Yeah. Uh, but you know what is what's so interesting that you say that? Um, I did a project here in Vienna over lockdown, and I photographed 500 uh, artists in their windows, so musicians and all different forms of art. Um, many pianists, many conductors. And the interesting thing is that I can remember everybody, but everybody was different. I didn't mean that in the sense that I heard them play, but as personalities. And I always thought that Vienna has got, of course, many musicians, but because of their personality, then they must be, everybody must be unique in a way. Yes, I think that what uh, what creates interest uh, for all of us is uh, what something is unique, different, special, like mm -hmm. um, the sense of humor, for example. Yeah. Uh, when we hear a joke, someone is telling a joke. Well, it's only once. Uh, after you heard, we heard it once. It's not going to make us laugh anymore. And and I think it's all about hearing something new that yeah. my nervous system 
uh, has no register about, mm -hmm. has no records. And I hear something new and that's what grabs my attention and makes an Im impression. Yeah. And, and I think when we say unique, um, I agree with the idea that mm -hmm. every human being is unique. Mm -hmm. and, and I think it's, it, it happens because, uh, well, the configuration of our minds, are, it's so vast. Mm -hmm. uh, so I agree with that idea that I heard so many times that each human being is unique. Yeah. Although we all have very, very similar needs, mm -hmm. you know, well, love, of course, yeah, love. Yeah, and, and acknowledgement, I think, is a big thing as well, you know? We need acknowledgement. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But now, Fernando, tell me, um, I love what you do with the piano. <laughs> I I'm love so sorry. How I love your energy with the piano. It's amazing. And then you um, you also play with the strings of the of the piano. Uh, yes. Like, tell, uh, what? How did you start doing that? I mean, because this is this is not something that I would I would ever. I mean, it's it's wonderful that you do that, but I wouldn't have thought that you that it's possible. I see. Well, uh, actually, I it's I, I saw it many times. Different pianists. In the really? world, yeah, and and then uh, at some point I needed to try to see what happened. Yeah, just for certain little details in the music, and it's uh, I, I think it's uh, it's an interesting feature, in but just a little bit, very very little. Uh, I'm not, I, I wouldn't be able to play a complete piece, you know? Yeah. Uh, strings, but, uh, you know, plucking the strings. Yeah. yeah. Or doing, making noises or other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to catch mouse who's inside the piano. Mm -hmm. uh, but not, um, yes, it, it, it happened because I saw it. I, I saw many, many people and many contemporary music as well. Um, prepared piano and I said well that's too much for me but uh, I don't know maybe I was bored oh okay <laughs> but you're very you're very much a performer I mean you you just go for it yes uh, that I don't know why it happened but uh, I, I found pleasure since I was very little I found mm. pleasure in performing for really? people. Mm. But I was really a, a, a child, you know. Uh, it happened also, my mother would encourage me to play in front of the small audiences we had at home. Oh, uh, at okay. home, we would have parties, mm. and well, she would, and I was there. Mm. And there were parties and meetings, musical meetings. Mm -hmm very very often not every day but yeah at, so you used to you got used to that yes she and I, I remember my mother encouraging me to play also well my as a mother you know say oh my child he's so different yes because it's 
it's your child. Yeah. <laughs> it's so special, yes, mother. Thank you. But it, <laughs> I, you're keep on embarrassing me in front of your friends saying that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I started to be self-conscious about that when I also was a child. And I said, oh, don't, why are you talking so highly about me just because I'm your son? Uh, I, I remember saying that, um, which is nothing special after all, but mm-hmm. uh, I didn't find any pressure. I just said, why are you saying that? Mm-hmm. I'm, it's just me. And, but she would encourage me to play in front mm-hmm. of well, well, not all the time, but yeah, very often. Mm. But do you, because you look so comfortable in front of the piano. I mean, you look as if the, you are not nervous, that you not, you just um, enjoy playing. It looks so effortless. Do you still get nervous? Um, no. no, 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 no. Um, I used to get nervous for other reasons when I started making. Well, playing live. Mm. And it was not exactly about the playing or the music. It was more about what I was going to say in front of the audience. Okay. That really would make me nervous mm. uh, at the very beginning. At, at some point, I lost that sense of... Uh, I was going to sort of nervousness, but it's, it's, it's something that it's... Uh, the expectation I had about myself. Okay. Mm. Uh, well, what happens if I say something stupid in front of the audience? Mm. Well, I just will do it. Mm. But I, I can always apologize. I'm not going to say something terrible, I believe. But uh, my, my focus was also being able to transmit ideas and tell good stories and make people have a comfortable experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I, uh, I, I, I was not thinking too much about that. I just felt, I had the impression that it was what I wanted to do. Yeah. You know, do you think it's to, important for, for uh, musicians to talk to the audience? Depending on the context, could mm. be. I, I, I don't believe it's a requirement. Uh, mm. It's something. Now I started to think that there's actually no requirements mm. except well, respect for the for the experience, the, for the audience, for ourselves. What, why are we making music? Um, why are we sitting in, in this case in front of a piano and there's an audience? There's respect for that, a big respect and gratitude. It's a combination. Mm-hmm. So uh, after that, the that point of departure, you know, respect and gratitude, to release my own expectations of oh, being perfect. Oh, mm-hmm. you have to talk perfectly to the audience, articulated and saying interesting things, you know, to, to lower that ego expectations and yeah. Well, uh, trying to do my best. Mm. I remember being uh, not nervous, but let's say a little bit concerned about what I'm going to do when I have to talk to the audience. Mm. And but it, I, I think it's <clears throat> it was all about practice and uh, having mm. more experience. 
about yeah. being on stage and that came throughout mm -hmm. the years. That's why because I also found certain, not a routine, but mm -hmm. certain aspects I, I would talk about when I was in front of the audience that I believe make made the experience much better for everyone. Oh yeah, yeah. But now you you compose also, uh, or do you just now play the music that you yourself compose, or do you um, still play a lot of classical music as well? No, I don't play classic classical music at all. Oh really? Mm. Sometimes when I'm. Uh, Practicing, I don't know if it's exactly the word I use in, in, in my inner dialogue when I sit on the piano and play. Uh, when I'm by myself, I play classical music, but otherwise, uh, I don't. Actually, I never played classical music on stage. Oh, okay. Never. Uh, I, I always tried to play my own compositions mm. or involved in projects that were ori original music. Mm. I barely played. Yeah, well, never is too much, but I, I never played, let's say, Bach or Mozart or Beethoven. Oh, okay. Mm. And now your um, inspiration, how do you get your inspiration to compose? What is usually the the thing that uh, that drives you to compose something. That's interesting. I don't know. Uh, yes, I think <laughs> it's um, the need uh, for or for having certain piece of music. Mm -hmm. Example would be <clears throat> sorry. Uh, if I need a fast rhythm, fast tempo piece for mm -hmm. what I'm doing, or or something that I found uh, in the instrument, or I, something I heard, I heard a, a piece of music somewhere, and then I said, oh, I want to have a piece like that one. Oh, okay. uh, but not clone the piece. I mean, the, the spirit of the piece, the uh, or the combination of elements, mm. but not necessarily the musical speech. Mm. So. That could be maybe the inspiration, but it's not about, uh, I would say, oh, my girlfriend left me and then oh, I'm, okay, yeah. I'm going to write a song or a piece. In fact, I did that, you know, I, I did that when I was 14. Mm -hmm. I remember I had a girlfriend and she left me and then a friend of mine told me, you have to use, use the power of music and she, you're going to win her back. Okay. And, and I wrote the piece, and uh, I played the piece for her. Mm -hmm. And definitely, the music is absolutely powerful. Music is unbelievable. She never came back to me. Oh, okay. That music is still very strong. Facebook friends. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, do you need a quiet to compose, or do you uh, do you? Can can you compose under pressure, or do you have to sort of be on your own, and and it all has to be quiet around you? No, no, no. Uh, it's it is much better if it's. Uh, I mean, I'm not in a 
in a public place or no, no, uh, yeah. But I mean, just like, does it have to be a time period where you where you have nothing to do so that you can be calm and and or can you think and be inspired between all the busy you know busy times in your life? Um, that's also a very good question. Um, what happens? No, I when I I have to write something, mm. which ha happens every week, different reasons and different projects and things happening. I just find the the place, which in general is my studio. In general, is a studio, and and the time, well, both. Mm. I, I find them. And when I have pressure that sometimes I do because I have to I have to finish something and I have a deadline mm. or there's something or someone's coming to play or or there's a recording we need to do before touring, for example. And then I just sit down and do it. Because okay. it's not about inspiration in that case, it's about just sitting in general. Mm. I, I do it sitting. Sometimes I standing in front of the computer or the piano or and and I just do it uh, without thinking too much mm. I, I just need to have this done I want to have this done mm. and there's an inner force mm. uh, which is also part of the ego I think but the good side of the ego the one which is the doer the one who makes things happen to get things done uh, mm -hmm. is the ego that works not the ego that is related to pride and some other aspects yeah. mm -hmm. no the ego that it's the friendly part of that mm -hmm. that side you know the, the one who makes things happen mm -hmm. Yeah, I, um, it was also for me interesting during lockdown, I spoke to a few composers and also choreographers, and I thought that uh, that time, you know, that quiet time would be wonderful, you know, for some people to write music. And also many said that they needed this, they they didn't particularly feel so much inspired in when it's everything is quiet, that they need this sort of, hustle and bustle and, you know, this everyday life. And, and that brings the inspiration for them. Absolutely. I understand that. I, I definitely understand that. Um, well, when the environment is m much more quiet than usual, yeah. I think all the, the demons, let's say, have more, have more, have more room to talk. Oh, okay. and, and their voices could be much louder. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so I, I understand that. Uh, yeah. In my case, I, I'm talking always about my my experience. Mm. In lockdown, uh, part of the lockdown was uh, I, I was completely by myself. Mm. That happened. Uh, it was going to happen anyway, because mm. I had planned a retreat. And oh. I had planned the retreat uh, to study and to do a few things. Mm -hmm. And suddenly, oh, the world is uh, collapsed. And I would 
get messages from him. Oh, this is the doomsday, is the end of the world. And yeah. I thought, I have been living in the end of the world for my whole life. Uh -huh. I have always been in a lockdown, in a way. Oh, really? <laughs> so, uh, in a way, there was a difference knowing that the pace in the world had changed. Mm. Uh, and I felt... Uh, I also felt that uh, impression that, uh, well, what's going to happen um, mm -hmm. now? Uh, well, mankind will recover, as usually. Yeah. Happens, you know? uh, but I remember that while, while I was uh, in the first two months of the lockdown, I said, there's no big difference. Mm. but around me everything has changed I could mm. hear the birds mm. in New York can you imagine yeah. that yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and I think it's like you said also you things um, you know you experimented with things in music that you during that time that now is part of your um, your music genre. Yes, mm. because that continues. Um, I have less sh live shows than I had before the pandemic. Mm. I mean, I, I have many more shows uh, with, uh, in comparison. Mm. But uh, I have more, let's say, online experiences making music mm. than before. And collaborations, that we, which is wonderful. Yes. Mm -hmm. Being in touch with people and enriching, enriching our lives. Yeah. Well, look at just we, us talking now. That wouldn't have happened before lockdown, probably, you know, because we never really used Zoom. Absolutely. And, yeah. and for, in my case, social media in general. Mm -hmm. uh, another social media person mm -hmm. uh, and I saw most of my friends and mm -hmm. people I know they, they were very much into that and they, they would tell me Instagram for example you need to be on Instagram and I wouldn't do anything mm -hmm. I actually started like one year ago to really post stuff and not with the frequency I heard is required in order to have a social media life Mm. But um, in my case, Facebook and Instagram, I always find them excellent, fantastic. I think they're great tools for humanity. Great. Uh, but I was not very much into that. Uh, mm. I felt that they required a lot of time and uh, my attention span uh, was also, you know, suffering. That ju Just because I, I didn't know how to... To approach that is it, yeah. not about the elements. I think the elements are great. I, I just mm -hmm. didn't find a way to, to use them uh, without feeling that I was distracted or using too much energy. And I, I was not really enjoying the experience. Mm -hmm. But with the lockdown, I started mm -hmm. slowly, gradually to enjoy the social media. And finally, last year, I really started, not, not even a year ago, I really started posting 
Mm. Uh, do everything. I, I was never there. Well, I'm so happy you did because this is where I found you. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah, and I love I love to watch those videos that you post. I know because I love how you perform. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah but now, Fernando, tell me, um, you've done so much already, but do you still? Is there a dream? Do you have a dream? Yeah, I have lists of okay. uh, another list. Another list. I have a few different lists of yeah. dreams, mm -hmm. uh, which involve all the aspects of my life. It's not only about music, but of course, musically speaking, there's a lot of things that I want to do. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not satisfied at all. I don't know if satisfaction is the right word for this, but the, the impression that I have, uh, it's not that I, I'm, I have to achieve or I have to do so, something or certain things in order to feel, I, I think it's a never ending story mm -hmm. that it's uh, what keeps our, ourselves alive, mm -hmm. uh, wanting more. Yeah. The need for more. Uh, and it's something that is, for me doesn't have an explanation. Mm -hmm. It's just a, a, an emotion. You know, I just want to do something. Mm -hmm. So I have and a ton list of dreams. Oh, really? oh okay. But I don't but, know. I, I, I yeah. be able to say, well, well, give me an example. Well, I, I don't know. It's uh, overwhelming. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> But I'm glad there's a long list because then I'm going to I'm going to see much more of of what you do on Instagram. Yes, yes. and now I I really started well someone is doing that work for me, which is putting together all all videos and mm. hard drives with videos, and there's a lot of materials that I think they are worthy to share with people and. Yeah, but it's a lot to find them mm. and put them together properly. Mm. But have you ever performed in Vienna? Yes, yeah. Uh, it was before the pandemic, of course, uh, some years from now. I don't remember the place. I also remember one place that I played. That it was a theater, and the the radio was there. There's some radio. ORF radio. I don't remember exactly, but it was kind of, yeah, mm -hmm. I think it was. And it was a live program also. Mm -hmm. It was not, not only the show, which had a lot of people, an audience, a beautiful audience, it was kind of theater. Okay. And, but the, the radio was live. I remember that. And I also played it somewhere else. It was always also a, a theater. Mm -hmm. But will I you... Will you put this on your list, uh, on your wish list, or your dream list that you come again to Vienna? I would love yes, to I, see you in concert. <laughs> and I, I, I remember having a great time in Vienna. Mm -hmm. Yeah, enjoying. And yeah, it's a beautiful I, city. Yes. Mm -hmm. How long have you been in Vienna? Pardon? How long have you been in Since Vienna? Since 2015. Mm -hmm. 
So, but I missed your concert. You'll have to come again. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, I, I think it was 2015 when I was there. Oh, okay. I'm not sure about the date, but it was sort of. But I'm looking forward to go there again. Yeah, I really wish you would come. But Fernando, it was so lovely talking to you. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. And I hope to meet you in person one day. Absolutely. That's going to happen, for sure. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks again. It's a lovely, it's a pleasure. And have a lovely afternoon. And you have a great, well, a wonderful night, I think. It's, yeah, yeah, it's almost night here. <laughs>